TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. Welcome you to another episode of the Outsider's Edge. Uh, yeah, we all different to the Tongans, but today ain't today really to be joking around and be jovial and whatnot. It's been a pretty shitty day today. It's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. I got Kyle with me. Um, nice shirt, by the way. Appreciate you. Um, Lij, that yeah. y'all. Yeah, he got on the Lij shirt. Um, yeah, man, you know I like to be formatted and i like to be fun and i like to be energetic and it's just been bring that power of positivity but uh not a whole lot to be positive about in the wrestling world right now a lot of uh in the world bro a lot of crazy fuck well not in the world in general but also within the wrestling world a lot of crazy fuck shit been going on um before we start anything let us first open by saying we hope y'all are all right yeah y'all are staying safe washing your hands you know yeah enjoying time with your family as best you can uh I'm, love y'all I mean, think about it. you ain't heard from us in a couple of weeks i mean just life bro you know uh kyle got some stuff going on in his family luckily i've been blessed enough to be everybody in my family be cool and all but just busy you know i'll work from working from home you know it's just been, and it just it hasn't much going on in wrestling enough for me to really feel the need to do a, a show I mean, we thought about doing a WrestleMania recap. And, you know, we'll probably feel good enough to talk about some of that today. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We really don't have a format. For those of you who know me, that's I'm not that guy. My shit's formatted. And it's not, like, structured, but, like, we know what we're talking about and we have a list. No, we just said let's just talk um, today. You know uh, what? So- you know what? Let's hit them with the positivity first, and let's talk WrestleMania real quick. And like, not talk it, talk it, but just pick you, pick your top three moments from the two day Mania, and give me your takeaway. Three moments. Top three right. moments and your overall takeaway. All right. Uh, we talk. We're gonna. We're gonna get into the releases, y'all. So don't think we. No, we, we want to start. We're just gonna try to start y'all with something less sad. Yeah. Get into the shit. Get me out of my funk. Um, uh, well, you know, the main event for me was Otis and Dolph. So, Otis and Mandy. Otis and Jermaine Dupree out here giving boys like me hope that it's real for us. So, shout out to Otis and Mandy. Uh, that was, and that dog, and 100, with 100,000 people? Oh, mad, that moment would have been the shit in uh, front of the crowd. I know this might be a little blasphemous, but 
it might not be it, 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 it'll never touch it, but it would have been Elizabeth and Macho Man esque. It would have been a callback. It would have yeah, been- a little bit, a little bit. Um, the reverse of Christian Jericho and Trish. Yeah. Um. So that was it. I know a lot of people. If I had to go number two, I know a lot of the people were down on the match. I enjoyed the match, and you know, you gotta give. Got to give under you have have some have to understand some understanding in situations, uh, but Edge and Orton and the finish of that match, you can tell Edge is taking acting classes. You can tell that he's grown as a human uh, since he's been gone in the nine years because I know the match wasn't people was people's favorite, uh, and I'm, and they they I've listened to Corey Gray's podcast where Edge was on and he said that they found out that day that everything had to change the way they had planned. So they basically called that shit on the fly. I mean, I think the biggest problem with the match wasn't the match itself per se as much as it was time. 36 minutes is a long time. That's a long time. For the story that they told. Yeah, but if they were in a real arena around people, it doesn't feel as long. No, but for most of it to have happened in the gym of the PC and... Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It was it was long might not be the word for me. It was it it was arduous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know that's a synonym, but it's different. Um, but the, that but that finish was perfect. No, it was a great finish. Great. Finish. Yeah, yeah. Choking him out with the new move, uh, and then like he hit him with the concerto, and then like he held his hand as he looked at like it was perfect. Um, and you know. I, I'm tempted to say Rhea Charlotte because that was probably the best match of the, of the weekend. But, yo, that triple threat ladder match was fire. I loved, loved, loved the finish. Loved the finish. So inventive. So inventive. Oh, and I love Jomo finally getting a moment because of the finish. Yeah, a moment that doesn't involve him being mad at Trish for because his girlfriend not being in the match. Yeah. Because of Melina. <laughs> But no, that that was the most inventive, the most inventive finish I've seen in a ladder match in a while, and just little small moments that were, you don't see. Most every ladder match now is cut and paste, right? Not a lot of new spots, but they had new spots, like the spot where Jimmy Uso threw the ladder at him in the ring, and he just ducked, and it fell through the hole, and he was standing like, "Oh shit, I'm not hurt," and he poked him in the eye. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, those are my three, man. What were your three? Uh, so my three would be the ladder match, for sure. Um, my second one... I'm and it could be a moment, not a match. It could be a moment. Oh, no. My second one, I'm going to give to the Boneyard match. Oh, yeah. I should have thought about that. Because, like, until I saw them do it, I didn't really realize cinematic wrestling is the perfect way to use the undertaker now because he's so limited you can accentuate his strengths and play more years and he's a supernatural gimmick anyway so you can just play to that supernatural shit within the cinematics and so like that was just such a perfect use of an older more battered undertaker aj had a great performance within that match um and then my other big one i'm gonna give and this is more of a moment but uh man i did love ko jumping off the sign 
That's I real. Love KO jumping off the sign. He is continuing to devolve himself into the new McFoley because he is trying to do every crazy bump possible. I mean, I'm here for it because KO's the fucking man. That KO's the man. The match was great. Hey, Rollins fit. That shit was fire. The outfit he came out with. I mean, you know, fire. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know why you're like, eh, but for the purpose of the gimmick, it was fire. So, um, but you know, overall, I give them a lot of credit for what they managed to pull off in two days, um, changing so much of it so last minute because of everything that's been happening. Taping so, like, it. taping it, like, I give them a lot of credit for a lot of the things that they did that night. But since then, man, it has been like an avalanche of just well, hold on. bad press after bad press after bad press. And we're going to get to the bad press, but I actually want your legitimate uh, opinion. How do you feel about them making the conscious decision to keep going with their... And I think reasonable people can understand, even in the pandemic, they wanted to get to WrestleMania, and if nothing else, as a finish line. But how do you feel about them continuing to carry on and keep having shows, live right. or taped, just in general? All right. So the thing that I fault them for within this, because I don't fault them for wanting to get to Mania or for holding the shows up to Mania. The thing I fault them for is the second this shit started happening, that you had to be in an empty arena. Why weren't we taping months worth of program? That's real. Like, that's, real. that's what really bothers me. I'm not mad at you for continuing to have shows necessarily. But, like, you should have been taping months worth of tapings at the PC starting last month. And then if the restrictions are lifted and you don't need that shit that you had taped, all right, cool, whatever, trash it, it's fine. Go back to the way things were. But now you put yourself in this position where things have really health-wise, like, they're starting to look like they might be getting better, but they haven't yet. And in Florida, they're, like, actively not getting better because the governor in Florida, DeSantis, he, like, waited entirely too long to take it seriously and is fucking around. So, like, the situation there is not good. And so now you're in a situation where you're basically forcing your talent to go to these shows or risk losing their job. And it's like, okay, so now I got to choose between my health and my career. Well, I don't. That, I think you're jumping a gun on that one because we haven't heard of them having any issue with anybody who chose not to go. We haven't heard any of that. I think that's speculation. And today, notwithstanding, because today was a day, but I don't think, given the climate, and I'm, I know a lot of y'all think that I can't prevent, so we can't prevent. And a lot of times we do defend WWE, but I'm not by any means or any way trying to paint Vince out here as a saint. He's a capitalist asshole, like most billionaires are. But I don't think, given the climate and hopefully given the fact that he gives a shit about his company, that he would have bitched about somebody saying, somebody lesser than Roman Reigns, who's the biggest star in the company from a male standpoint, saying, I I don't feel comfortable. If I'm wrong, then you know what? I'm wrong and I own that shit when it comes out. Uh, But you make great points. They had weeks to tape fucking content they weeks so it's it's but so that that leads to the rumor going around and it's not a rumor it's there's it's fact there's factual stuff involved in the story 
We just don't know what's happened about it yet. There's a very there's a very stark possibility that in these new TV deals, Fox and uh, NBC Universal, USA, which is USA Network for Raw and NXT, that they only they only have three taped episodes available to have a year. Remember the the deals were sold on them having 52 weeks of television, live programming. That's why the deals were so big. Because live programming is at a premium. They've taped more than three shows. So this could be a possibility, much like you alluded to with talking about DeSantos. Is that how you say his name? DeSantis? DeSantis. The governor of... Uh, is he the governor or the mayor? He's the governor. The governor of Florida. Because, you know, there was, a, there was a standoff basically playing chicken. A dig measuring contest between Vince and DeSantis to see... Who was shut down first for WrestleMania? Eventually, Vince had to end up shutting it down because the city said no, and they said we'll do it with no people. Um, in the same breath, if Fox and or NBC Universal is putting WWE's foot to the fire, they don't have much of a choice. And I ain't saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right at all. But we today, I think. Some upwards of almost 30 people were released today. If WWE loses those deals, hundreds of people will be released. And I'm just talking about on air talent. We don't know who was released in the back, who was released on, you know, in producers. Creative. But, yeah. Writing staff, team. Staff, working at the new, uh, working at the actual office. You know what I mean? And then we already know that the, uh, the, Board of directors have taken massive pay cuts in this in this process. So if they lose those deals, they don't have a company. Yeah, that's not exact. That's not exaggerating. Yeah, no, like realistically, the TV money is what has made them so untouchable for so long. Um. And as a publicly traded company, this is not a time to have bad financials. Nope. And and then remember, they, they there's no live gates. It won't be live gates probably for the foreseeable future. We're talking till early early fall, and that's a that's a that's an optimistic projection. It's early fall, right? So there's no live gates. They lost their biggest quarter because WrestleMania is gone and they had it at their own building. So they didn't have no live gates. They had no advertising. They had nothing, right? Yeah, they- house sale money is gone. Um, you know merch sales are down because house gates are down because, let's be real, a lot of the time you buy a shirt because you're at the show. 100%. 100%. So I guess that leads us to today. Um. I normally enjoy business episodes because so often you and I we're we're a different sector of fan. But so often you and I you and I are are criticized because we we talk about things that the average fan quote unquote doesn't care about. Well, I don't care about the business. I just care about the that's fine. You don't have cool. to care about the business, but uh, the business is why you got the stuff you do care about. And if you didn't before, today you were forced to. So I'm going to, oh boy, I feel like I feel like I, I hear taps in my damn head right now. 
I'm going to give you the list of people that were released or furloughed today, and these are just this is just from the wrestling and side. Are, and these are the ones that are confirmed. When he finishes that, I'm going to give you a tweet that was sent out today. That's a big name that will make me sad. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know that one. I don't even know the one to know. But so that's these are. All these wrestlers, oh, that's a first, right? You you got breaking news, I don't. Look at you. It's from um, our same group chat, son. I did tell you I was asleep before you called me, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, these are the wrestlers, and note, every wrestler on this list has been actually released. Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Mike and Maria Canellis. To keep getting them checks, duo of the century, Primo and Epico. Whoop, whoop. Eric Rowan, Sarah Logan, and probably the biggest shocker of the day, Gallows and Anderson. EC3, which was almost a given. The other shock of the day, Drake Maverick. Mind you, sidebar, Drake is still technically entered in the Cruiserweight Interim Championship Tournament. Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, so you know that means in three years Slater comes back and he's going to be world champion. That's just the three MB way. Eric Young, and Leo Rush, which is another shock. In terms of announcers, Aiden English, and he's he's a wrestler too, so I don't want to disrespect him about that, but Aiden English was, was released today. Mike Chioda, a referee of 35 years, something like that, was released today. Kurt Angle was released today. Now, these other these other people I'm going to mention are producers, and they were all furloughed. They weren't released. And you're the you're more of the business savvy guy. I'll let you explain what furlough means when I'm finished. Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, aka IRS, who was on the bump this morning. Pat Buck from Creative Pro Wrestling. The, probably the best, maybe the best producer they've ever had, Fit Finley. Sean Davari. Scott Armstrong. Uh, formerly known as Sarita from TNA or Dark Angel down in AAA, Sarah Stock. The Hurricane Shane Helms. And a guy who just started not even six months ago and, and closed his school to move down to Florida and become a producer. Lance Storm. Now, furloughed, for those of you that don't know, it's a very simple explanation. Furloughed means you are technically still employed by the company, but they're not paying you. You've got a job still. You are not unemployed. You are guaranteed that your job will be there when things are back, but you're not getting no money. Um... Now, the one I was going to tell you about, he tweeted this out eight minutes ago. Oh, no, I just saw it. Rusev tweeted out eight minutes ago. Thank you all. Rusev out. Ooh, boy. That hurts my soul a little if that's, if that's an allusion to he's been released. That hurts my soul a little. Well, okay, so let's go, into, let's go on a little bit of this from a business standpoint, first and foremost. I think... The right thing to do first is to say our condolences to go to everybody that's been released or furloughed. Our love is with them. 
Go to ProWrestlingTees.com, ProWrestlingTees.com, buy their merch, help them stay afloat. This is a shitty time to not have a job. Yes, they make good money, and yes, they have downsides. So there will be severance packages. They're, they cannot be cut with nothing. They will be paid something, but this is still their livelihood. Help them out. Show them you care about them. That's number one. Number two, uh, this is... This this is crazy because I, I, just in reading a lot of re, and just reading tweets and seeing business practices and stuff, the question comes to my mind: Did they offer some people the chance to take a cut and get a severance and leave? You know, because that's, that's, that's a good question. You know, because think about it: like Gallows and Anderson, they weren't unhappy. You know that maybe they wanted to go, and they just signed new contracts. They signed five years, seven hundred k plus deals, right? Mike and Maria, you know their game. They resigned and asked for their release like a couple months later. Then was off TV. Then he came back. Were they given the option? EC3 hadn't been used. Was he given the option? Now, very clearly, a guy like Drake or Leo didn't want to go because they've been doing active promos on Twitter. And another thing I want to mention is a lot of people are on Twitter trying, and this is Twitter, so I don't need to, I I really shouldn't be talking to this, but are trying to, there, there is the conversation of hoarding talent comes up. I have two rebuttals to that and I want to give you the floor because you may agree or disagree. I don't know, but of this list, the only one, only ones who haven't worked recently, and I'm not talking about like showed up every now and then. I mean consistently worked or at angles or regular television. Recently, were Maria because she just had a baby. Promote Epico because they don't even live in America anymore. And EC3. Everybody else had and Eric Young, of course. Eric and Eric Young and Noah Jose, sure. Throw that in there. But the majority of the list had been used consistently. So if you want to talk about hoarding talent, these ain't the names. I don't think it's so much like hoarding talent as much as like you don't realize how many hours of television they're filling until yeah. you start to see talent dropped out. Like, like, yeah, all of these people have been used. How meaningfully have they been used is a question, oh. but it don't yeah. matter. I mean, that don't matter. The point is they have been used. Yeah. Um, but the other thing about that, though, like I'm saying, is just like they have between Raw SmackDown and NXT, they and have, NXT UK and, and 205. Well, well no, because they're all brands. That. You're right. Yes, but I'm just talking about the three that are currently on major American television networks. Okay. Yes, sir. That's yeah. Seven hours of content. Yeah. That you got to fill. Then, yeah. like you said, add the ancillary brands that are network shows. You know, they've got a lot of fucking content that they have got to produce. Um, And so, like, it doesn't surprise you, or it doesn't surprise me really that they have as many names on the roster as they do. But the thing is, you know, like we were saying and alluding to before, whether you care about the business side or not personally, if you don't have live gates and you don't have TV money and you don't have... Um, 
merch going out and you don't have appearances happening because the other thing you got to remember you know performers used to do appearances oh, and good point. autograph signings and good point. they had partnerships with groups like make a wish and susan mm. g Komen. you can't have people up in hospitals right now um they used to do the be a star stuff with the schools i'm sure they got appearance fees for that like so many of the things that this entertainment company relies on streams yeah to generate revenue they don't have if you're not generating revenue you can't afford to keep talent now what'll be what i think is a more interesting line of thought to have in terms of the releases um is you know as things open back up and as their revenue streams return depending on how long that takes how many of these people would be brought back? Well, th that's that's a great question. Uh, uh, the question before that question is how many how many of these people would have been released if Corona didn't hit? None. Yeah. Maybe EC three. Yeah, for a long. long so the, I think the big thing that Corona like is before the days of the network back in the days of ruthless aggression when we would see spring cleaning this was what you did with the talent that you weren't using i'm not using you why am i paying you kick rocks mm -hmm. the revenue streams that they've gotten since the network had created a situation where like why would i release eric young so that he could go to aew or ring of honor or back to impact and be on television and like make money for someone else when I could literally afford without having to worry about it. I could afford to just, you know, pay him to sit at home until his contract expires. And as long as he's okay with that, I'm okay with that. Corona drying up the revenue streams has gone, uh, brought us very quickly back to the days of, Oh, I'm not using you. Why am I paying you? And you know, how much am I paying you? Because like a thing with Gallows and Anderson, like you said, they did sign very lucrative deals mm -hmm. recently. My thought with that would be, I'm crunching for money. Do I cut three cruiserweights or one Luke Gallows? That's real. Do I cut three women or Carl Anderson? That's a, that's, that's a very real... Guys, if you, if if you haven't... I'm off right now. Yeah. If you have to deal with a payroll, and I'm not just trying to say that only those people would understand, but it's really an easy thing to take for granted if you haven't had to allocate how people get paid. You know, it's a really about resource allocation. It's a really it's a really easy thing to criticize, right? So you know, um, and it's, it's shitty when we talk about people to talk about things like what is your worth to the company. But, like, legitimately, you've got to think about talents like Gallows and Anderson. You know, no offense to them. They're both very talented and they're good guys. But, like, do I want to spend 700000 on a guaranteed downside for enhancement talent? And to, to put it, in, to put it in, in, in ways that I think the average fan will understand, most of the wrestling fan base are sports fans in some form or fashion. Re uh, football, whether that's American or world football, baseball, basketball, some form. 
I'm going to use basketball because it's no, let's use football because it's the biggest sport in America. There are 11 men that play starters that play on the field on offense and defense at all times, right? You throw in a kicker, you throw in a punter and a long snapper. And that's essentially 24, 25 people that start every Sunday. How many people are on an NFL roster? 55, I think. Well, it's 55 now, but it's 53, yes. And it was it was 53 people, and 10 people signed to the team as practice squad members. There are people signed to that team that will never touch the field. Why are they there? Well, if the, the starting left tackle gets hurt, somebody got to step in. And then if he can... With that secondary guy starting, the backup got to be ready just in case. Roman Reigns dropped out out of nowhere. They had to have somebody to step up. If they only had 20 people for the show with 20 spots and one person had to go, what do you do? Now, I'm again, WWE has a wealth, a dearth of extras like that. I'm not even counting the PC. I'm just counting the active roster, right? You, they got backups for their backups for their backups. But that's why you sign extra talent, you know? So this idea that, people, that WWE is signing people just for the purpose of them not signing with this company or that company, it may be true. It may. But it's a, I'm not going to call it a stupid thought because there might be truth to it. But I think it's... I think it's an ignorant thought for as us fans to think that that's their first and only reason or goal. Now, the EC3 signing and consequent release is one of the more perplexing things that they've done in a long time because they barely used him. Some of that I put on the talent because when he was on screen, am I even talking about after he got called up out of nowhere? I'm talking about NXT. Was not good. It wasn't. Like, his whole run was a flop. Now, I put some of that on him. I put some of that on, you know... I put it equally on him and creative going all the way back to NXT because nobody ever took the time to really explain what the EC3 character was. Within WWE. And I know that they couldn't because, like, the whole point of the character, the Silver Spoon, entitled One Percenter, blah, 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 like, that's all steeped in Dixie. If you don't have Dixie, you can't do it. Which is why, like, legitimately, the only place I see him going is back to Impact. Well, as EC3. Unless he goes to AEW because, like, AEW gives zero fucks about referencing other things and they will absolutely just mention that he is the rich nephew of some billionaire. Well, that was a disappointing thing was he came in as that character. I would like to have seen him change the character up. If nothing else, and this is, this is the, here we go, fans. This is the reason why wrestlers change their names in different companies. Because you can be the same character and it's different because the name is different. EC3 by nature of the name, directly correlates to Dixie. If he changed it to Michael Hutter III, his real name is Michael Hutter, he can be the same character. 
right down to the silver spoon, I have a rich grandfather, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was a trust fund baby, and I used my trust fund to make myself the best professional wrestler ever. And I live in a penthouse suite. Um, I want to talk about (laughs) money. So, WWE has, I I, I sent a massive list of texts to you guys this morning, to everybody in our group chat, about this might be the worst spot as a company WWE has been in since the steroid trials. And I say that for multiple reasons and i will get to that i'll i'll even let a list out for you if you want for you those of you listening but specifically i want to talk about the money because the the untrained eye would tell you that even with live gates being gone even with the biggest quarter being gone even with merch and appearances and all of the revenue streams that are gone right now, the the operating income the company has should have been enough to offset this. And I know I'm not a financial analyst, you're not a financial analyst, I'm not in their books. But you see the numbers of the deals that they've signed. You see the amount of money that Saudi Arabia gives them for our show. More pertinently, you see that Vince and Linda McMahon gave $18.5 million to a super PAC for President Donald Trump in Florida. And miraculously became essential personnel or business. So, yes, it is understandable. It's damn near necessary that budget cuts or furloughs or something had to happen to stay operating. But was it this necessary? Is there is there something going on with the money? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't even want to bring up the XFL yet, but tying it to the XFL. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to try to answer your first question. Sure. Um The thing is about that, because on the surface, you're right. But here's the, I'm going to answer your question with a question. Okay. I'm going to answer your question with a question. And I hope that the question I ask will clarify it to you and the viewers. When are we going to have shows again? It's real. When's the economy going to open back up? We don't know. And so like, and, and so I like, I know that that's answering a question with a question, like I said. But the point I'm making is, on the surface right now, we do have the money to keep all these people and to hold on to everything and to ride it out. But for how long? Logistically and operationally, you know, yeah, I save a lot of money running my shows at the Performance Center from a production standpoint because I can just leave the set that's already there up and I can just make do with all the things that I literally already have. Um, but I've still got to pay to bring the talent in that don't live in Orlando. Um, and I've still got to pay said talent and I've still got to pay the production crew that are there working and the corporate people. And so like, and I've got to pay those people in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. 
as long as this is going on because mm-hmm. I need to be able to run my shows so that I can still make some of this TV money. So it puts me in a situation where because I don't know how long the economy is going to be in the state that it's in, I don't know how long, not even so much the economy itself, but I don't know how long it's going to be until we allow stadium venues with actual attendance. Yeah. Again. Um, And so because of that, because that's the other thing people aren't realizing, just because we might gradually reopen things, like one of the last things to be allowed again is going to be the types of entertainment that WWE runs. Mass-produced, hundreds to thousands of people in attendance in close proximity to each other entertainment events. Those are going to be some of the last things authorized to happen again. They're luxury items. They're luxury items. um, And they're highly dangerous because of the type of crisis that we're dealing with. And so, like, because I don't know if it's going to be a year, two years until I'm allowed to have uh, attended events again, I need to start cost-cutting now. I need to be proactive now. I need to think about how I can preserve the money I have to maintain operational costs while I still can. And that's why, as fucked up and duplicitous as it is, that's why the XFL thing happened. Well, let's talk about the XFL. The XFL was ran and paid for by a personal venture owned by Vince McMahon called Alpha Entertainment, LLC. We were promised multiple times on investor calls, on uh, interviews, that the the WWE and the XFL had no correlation. And yeah, it's understandable that the the dudes involved with both, they'll cross-promote. I mean, WWE doesn't own Netflix, but they they definitely uh, um, promoted the big show show like crazy. So yeah, that's, so that's, that makes sense. Well, the XFL was supposedly funded for at least two years. And of course, COVID happened. The season had to stop midway. And all the employees got laid off. And then the XFL was ceased for business. And then he filed for bankruptcy. Okay. So that and the and for those that don't know why he did that, he did that because this invent this whole venture would have been insured. He had insurance in case of something course. happened and the bottom fell out. But the insurance is only going to cover so much. So by declaring bankruptcy, the bankruptcy will cover whatever his insurance losses did not. Yes. And he will lose nothing out of pocket out of this. Yes. However, literally everyone else got screwed over that's business and it's it's shitty but it's business i mean think of all these billionaires you see that are billionaires have filed for bankruptcy literally possibly dozens of times the interesting thing about this which correlates with the conversation we're having is that leaves a lot of extra money left over for vince just just cash liquid cash because again he he sold some obscene amount of stock to fund this venture along with some personal money he had 
And it was, um, I think the number I heard was $300 million he had allocated to this. But the losses only incurred, like, what, 150 maybe? Something like that. Not, e- not very much. So if you follow the money and you put two and two together, again, I'm, I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not a sleuth. I'm, I'm not a gumshoe or private investigator. This is just one dude looking and making my own opinion, which is oddly, oddly enough what we <laughs> kind of talk about people for doing on the show. But it is what it is. We are who we are. Um, but that makes me think that WWE is in much dire straits before today happened than we automatically thought. Because one can make the assumption that he killed the XFL to save the WWE. I know that sounds blasphemous, but... No, I think that's exactly what happened. And here's what I'm going to say. You know how you know how you and I routinely have debated the decline in things like Gates and merch and ratings and stuff like that over the mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. I think what we can't dispute is even though the TV deals have propped that up, it meant that they have, they have always been, like a lot of people are, they have always been in a very tenuous situation. It's a very delicate financial balance for them between the record revenues that they're generating mm-hmm. and actual profit. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it doesn't take a lot. When you're in a very delicate balance like that anyway, it mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of rocking in one direction to make the bottom start to fall out a little bit. And yeah. so I think, you know, slowly declining gates is one thing. Empty arenas is another thing entirely. That's real. And three but and three think, shows a week, I was three live say, shows you a think week. about the fact that even though, yeah, some of those shows might have only had, you know, 500 yeah, people in a Yeah. Yeah. But 500 people at 30 bucks a pop? Still money. Is still money. And a lot of those people are buying merch because at the house shows is where people actually buy merch. So, like, people are buying actual merch. People have taken their kids and their kids are getting merch. Like, you know, and like you said, they're running upwards of, you know, in any given night, they might be running simultaneous shows. They run house shows on the TV days. Or days a week, yeah. So, like, all of that money is gone. Right now. Gone. Oh, boy. And to kind of put a bow on the XFL situation, uh, the other interesting tidbit that came to light was Vince, again, stated very adamantly that the WWE... And XFL ventures are separate. But in looking at paperwork, the XFL, uh, WWE actually, owns 23.8% of Class B XFL stock. So. Not quite as separate as it was uh, led to believe. No, not at all. And uh, if, if the WWE is by nature an owner of the of the XFL because they own a quarter of class B stock then i can see the money moves Vince was trying to make to keep the WWE afloat 
right? Yeah. Because remember when stock tanked two years ago for Vince and he went from being a multi-billionaire to like only having 900 million overnight? Which is all to say right now, as crazy as it sounds, right now, the safer company financially is AEW because they're being privately backed and they had planned on losing money the first couple of years anyway. It's, it's, boy. So, like, you know, you can right look now, into. They're sitting pretty. Broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. Like, right now, they're sitting pretty. This is the advantage of being privately funded versus publicly traded. And let's, let's, talk, let's talk about AW for a minute, too. Because um, we're going to say some positives and negatives. Because y'all talking a lot of shit about WWE running, but these fools going to have a pay per view. So, let's hold on. Um, we have talked ad nauseum. Oh, they have announced that that's going to be an empty arena show now. I still got to pay for it. No, you right. I ain't even like fucking. You right. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that, but the, the audacity of you to make me pay for that. WrestleMania was at least nine ninety nine on a network that I pay already subscribed to and have multiple streams and things to watch. Anyway, sorry. We'll we'll get out. I'll, I'll get on my high horse in about two minutes. Um. <laughs> But that we talked to Nazim about the difference between the Khan family and the McMahon family. The Khan family, by far, has more money than Vince McMahon and the McMahon family. Liquid assets, exactly. Liquid assets. They are they are more a more profitable family. However, damn near all of Vince's money is directly tied into his company. This That's, is this is the cons. Fun project. Yes. This is their fuck it money. This is their I want to own a sports team. Oh, wait, I already own a sports team. What else can I do? I guess I could run a wrestling company. Y- y'all going to take this as hating, but I'm not, this is li- literally how it happened. A billionaire son was like, Dad, Dad, I want this. I want this. No. I want this. I want this. No. I want this. You know what? Fine. Show me what it looked like. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll get it for you for Christmas. That's really what this was. Y'all want to know how much money the cons have? The Jaguars are still in Jacksonville. Like, they ain't even moved the team. Like, that's how much money they got. The Jaguars are still in Jacksonville. Don't they own Everton, too? They do. They do. They got super money. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they got so much money that they are willing to leave their languid NFL franchise in shitty-ass Jacksonville That's a good in point. that pissant arena without moving point. the team just because they can afford it. They don't That's give a, a fuck. <laughs> That's a good point. You're either really broke or really rich to stay in Jacksonville. That's a good point. You're giving zero <laughs> fucks going to leave an NFL team in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, and and and... From the revenue standpoint, you make a great point as well about they were never expected to be profitable. They were they had a they had a revenue split of t- of of uh, of um, advertising, but I don't think until they just re-signed this until new deal. their new. I was gonna say that new TV deal was a game changer for them, making yeah. profitable way faster. Exactly, they were, but they weren't making any real television deal money. Uh, so yeah, they're they're set. The question is. How invested is Tony Khan in this? 
And what I mean by and we know he's invested. I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not no, trying to question the Stilo. I'm just saying it's one thing to be invested and to put up money when everything is working and you're guaranteed to get money back. It's another thing to put up your own money to fund something that you're not going to get back at all. And which is why I've always said that Vince has more wrestling money than the cons because his whole bank account is on the line for WWE. There, just no different than Dixie Carter's and and the and the uh, Carter family Panda Energy, no different than Paul Heyman and, and his parents. Car- no, the Carters are the better one to bring up, and here's why I say that: Dixie was allowed to keep TNA running at a loss for years and years and years until the Panda Money people said, "Bitch, no." And as soon as Panda Energy was like, you know, we keep losing money on this shitty company and we're not willing to fund it anymore, Dixie had to sell. Like, it it was instant. It was, oh shit, Panda's not going to fund this anymore. The Carter's got to get out. And next thing you know, they were sold to the Owl people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, like, that's the real one to bring up. The cons will invest in this as long as they feel like it. But if and when Big Daddy Con decides he's ready to stop wanking dogs, oh, and don't do that. Pay attention to where his don't money's going. That. Pay attention to where his money's going. <laughs> if he decide, if he were to decide to pull the plug, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the real question, man. Is the the level of investment and Tony's Tony seems like he's really into this, but Tony's not the billionaire. I think that I think Tony being really into it is going to be important because billionaire dad will put up with it longer because sure. it's his son's pet project. Sure. But I think the thing that they need to, you know, just what they need to focus on as a company, I mean, both companies need to do this, but AEW as the younger company, what they really need to focus on if they're going to continue to run shows and shit is quality. This is the time to air your high-quality, good-shit program so that when, a year and a half from now or whatever, you're allowed to start running venues, the advantage that AEW will have over WWE, they'll be allowed to run venues before WWE will because they run smaller venues. That's a good point. I think because I think it will be by capacity. And I think buildings will reopen by capacity. And whereas WWE is not generally willing to work in a 4,000-seat arena, Mm -hmm. AEW will book a 4,000-seat arena happily Mm -hmm. and take the game. So they'll be able to run shows sooner. It's a great point. It's a a great point. And, I mean, a good portion of the fan base already thinks that they have more quality shows anyway. Um, the one thing that I can say definitively, AEW had had been doing better than WWE until Monday was they even um, even in their taped shows, which AEW has taped tons of content, and that's so smart on their part. Um, they've been taping content since the beginning. Um, is they're still booking storylines, they're still pushing stories, and 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 debuting wrestlers and and trying to do things that are episodic 
Whereas for for a while there, it just looked like WWE was just trying to get to the finish line. Uh, Monday changed all that because they had overarching stories that you could tell were leading to stuff. But it took them a while to get there. So I'll give AEW all the credit in the world for that. But then we come to May 23rd, I believe it's the day. Double or nothing, which is the... Pro- I would say the Pentoma pay-per-view is the first one they ever had. Um, and it's one of their flagships it might be I was the, gonna the say flagship. it I was gonna say it and all out are probably the big flagship shows absolutely um they, it was supposed to be at the MGM Grand in in Vegas every like it's supposed to be every year Memorial Day weekend they're going to have it still on pay-per-view now one of the things you will hear me say on this show every show I don't knock nobody hustle. Go get your money, dog. Go get your money. But in this pandemic, to run a live show that you charge specifically for the show, and yeah, I can hear the people screaming in WrestleMania, that's a different it's situation. Not, but it's I don't even think it's so much that you charge as much as it's how much they charge. Like, I, I would be fine with them still running this as a pay-per-view if it were, like, 15 20 bucks. Like, I'd throw that. I'll throw that down. Like, cool, fine. Like you said, get your hustle, whatever. Like, it is what it is. But they still doing these 50 fucking dollar shows. Who got that right now? Well, I don't because I should. I didn't get, I didn't get the Trump bucks. So, hey, hey, we're calling sh- it COVID cash. Hey, I ain't get none of that shit. Whatever you want to call it, it's we can call it the Rance ain't got it fund. I just because I don't. Uh, nonetheless, uh, that's a great point. But I just it's just it's it's the money matters, but it's just the audacity to do that. Sometimes you gotta have. Sometimes you gotta read the room. The one thing I think AEW has done damn near flawlessly is read the room, and they might not be reading the room of what. The major, the minority of their fan base who's critical of them might be doing, but they read the room. They people didn't like the Dark Order. They changed. People didn't like the uh, Brandy's little playground with cutting hair and being a voodoo queen. They stopped it. They have read the room pretty well. Y'all missed the mark here, dog. Y'all, y'all have been making a a name for yourself and a living as the woke promotion or the promotion that the fans promotion that they understand us and tony we trust and cody we right literally the your fan base every day is criticizing everything wwe does for still having shows and giving you a pass be over they taped them are you going to run a live one on pay-per-view and charge people for it you're you're like this tone deaf I, I just and it's it's I mean it's on brand for me because I I I expect this from them like I expect it from any wrestling company because all wrestling companies, all billionaires, all bookers are capitalists. Bottom line matters. They got all these wrestlers sitting here, they got all these storylines, they got to have shows. I get it. I ain't got a problem with it on the level. It's just it's really hypocritical of y'all to play into these criticisms that all your fan base is having for the big guy on the hill, and y'all doing the same things. Mm-hmm. 
It's like we've said every week, punching from the bottom. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-oh. I mean, Deanna Perrazzo gone. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, the hit's going to keep coming probably for a while now. I'm going to wait for... I'm going to wait for the dust to settle and just look at the summary at the end of the day. Rusev was official, by the way. Man. Mm. Mm. I'm, I am a... Mm. Oh, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, 14 minutes ago. This is interesting. The people closest to me know that this is something I've been struggling with wanting for the better part of the last year. Happy to say I gave this journey my best and more excited for the future. That's interesting. You know what it tells me? She misses what? Marty. That's not what that tells me. I mean, of course, she probably does. But here's what that tells me personally. Excuse me. Deanna was signed before a lot of the people that got signed out to her and was never used. I was going to say Chelsea, that all of those people were used before her. Yes, Chelsea Green was used before. Chelsea Green not only was used before her, Chelsea Green was put with her as her tag partner and then pulled away to be debuted by herself. So I can understand Deanna sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm a better wrestler than her. I've been here longer than her. Why am I not getting the push? And every time she gets on TV, it's to be enhancement talent. So I can understand taking a little umbrage with that. Um, that's just interesting to me. But the, the biggest thing is, yo, he dipping in Uncle Paul pool now. That's NXT talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that you, you know that some of the NXT people are gonna be the ones to go. I mean, uh oh, some he's not dipping in NXT talent. He's dipping in performance center talent. One of the performance center guys got fired. I mean, it's uh, what is today? Wednesday? It's Black Wednesday, man. Black Wednesday, dog. God. So, Damn. but you know what? While we wait for these hits to keep coming, I'm going to hit them with these plugs and let's get them out of here. And we'll come at them again later and see how it looks. Oh, boy. Just, just let me, let me, put, let me get this food for thought for you, for you guys before we got here. Just put this on your brains before we leave. The COVID pandemic has killed all WWE's live gates. And their and WrestleMania's gates and everything that comes with WrestleMania week, which is their biggest earning quarter and moment of the year. They're furloughing and laying off massive talent. There's a possibility they can lose their TV deals if they don't do live TV shows, but they have to they have to mix that with caring about talent and the possibility of talent getting sick. There's a possible situation that could where it's head with maybe business fraud or and or insider trading investors yes with the xfl and the wwe there is now a legally questionable relationship not just a morally one but a legally questionable relationship between the wwe and the united states government with linda mcmahon who was the small business association head and trump's cabinet now leading his super PAC of which they just gave 18 and a, and a half million dollars to. And, and then all immediately of a sudden are declared an essential business in the state of Florida by the Republican governor. Exactly. Um, and, you know, all of that is, a, to sum all that up, 
COVID-19 is killing the business more than anything ever has. COVID-19 is exposing. She's taking it out of my mouth, dog. It ain't killing it. Vince is killing it right now. It's exposing the shit. And we hadn't even mentioned Roman Reigns in his situation or the fact that there was an actual on-air talent that got COVID and they just swept it under the rug until they got healthy. And still doing live shows. So, food for thought. COVID is exposing. And and one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm out of here. I promise we're done. One more thing. A lot of people are happy that WWE is taking this hit today. Fuck y'all. Some people are happy that some of these talents are being released today. Fuck y'all. Double and fuck more y'all. and more and moreover, understand that if this is happening to the biggest dog on the hill, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, this shit could happen to you too. Not could, not could is probably gonna to a lot of them. We talked about the last time we had a show, we said how is a company like PWG or Wrestle Circus or MLW or any of these touring brand shows, how do these promotions survive? How? I don't know. How do they keep I... their doors open? And so, like, you know, if you're the type of person that's out here and is just excited that Vince and WWE are struggling, like, keep in mind, that's the big dog on the hill. And if that goes away... This is a niche form of entertainment. Oh, like, God, yes. This is a mega niche form of entertainment. If those shows ever got canceled, y'all, good luck finding televised wrestling for a long time. You, you think, you, just, just be realistic. If USA, and God, knock on wood, if USA or Fox canceled SmackDown or Raw today, you think TNT gonna be like, yeah, we still good with AEW. They're going to rethink it. They dropped it before. When when WCW got dropped by TNT, who owned them and got sold, their last Monday Night Raw got almost a three rating. You don't think they'll drop AEW? In a heartbeat. They were questionable questionable on bringing them back in the first place. Like they legitimately were. Yeah. Their first deal was a show me deal. This is a terrible day for all of wrestling, even the people you don't like in it. So, yeah, just think about that before you want to talk shit. Go ahead, man. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. Yeah. You can find our missing brother Carl at Outsider Curvin. I am at Dr. S'mores. Brother Rant is. I'm at It's Ray Cash, R U I, as in Mysterio, C A S H, in those dollar signs, as in those dollar signs that we all need right now. Please. Mm-hmm. We are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at thechairshot.com, where you, or at thechairshot.com, where you, you always use your head. Shout out to E Wrestling News, the parent company now. Um, and remember, y'all, as always, we here at the edge are just some increasingly older gentlemen out here doing what we can to try to make it through all this bullshit. Try not to get fired. Trying yeah. not to get, yeah, trying not to lose our jobs, trying not to you know, lose our way of life. And sometimes we got to keep it real with y'all. Today was a shitty day for wrestling. Ooh, boy. And, like, you know, if we said some things that pissed you off today, like, just remember, we're out here chasing our dreams. 
you gotta respect that. No, and fuck that. Don't, I don't give a fuck. No. I was gonna fuck say, y'all. even if you don't, like, we no. damn sure don't give a fuck. So, like, we'll catch y'all on the flip side. And, you know, thanks for listening. And hopefully there will be wrestling to come back to. Keep on keeping on, y'all. We with you. We love y'all.